We are live. We had to wait for Arthur Smith to uh, officially kick off Monday, January 8th. We are going to focus on the playoffs. Uh, unlike the Falcons, we're going to guess the line. It's going to be a great show. There is nothing quite like playoff football. And we'll be as respectful as we possibly can. Uh, in the uh, great words of Jameis Winston, respectfully, let's rock. Uh, we have to kick off the show. Um, it's eight days, just barely eight days into 2024. And the number one move, the number one business move of the entire year has already been made. And that is NBC getting Kansas City on Peacock, exclusively on Peacock. They're, I don't know how they pulled it off. I have no inside information. It is the business move of the year. Um, it could be a bumpy year. It doesn't matter what happens from this point onward. Peacock will look like they did a great job. They will be streaming service, uh, of the year potentially with this move. Um, Brad, do you have any inside information on how they managed to get Kansas city on Peacock? I'm going to bug you for sure. Like, Hey, can you ask like how many subs they got on this particular day? Like hit up your NBC contacts. I do not know how they swindled that move, but as someone who currently is not a subscriber of Peacock and will be in a matter of six days, uh, it's it's a great decision. <laughs> I found out I was a uh, subscriber of Peacock the last time they had this solo Peacock game. I was like, we're going to find out here. We're going to type something in. We're going to see if it works, and we'll see if the game plays. Um, but, uh, yeah, they've, they've spent, I would say, a decent amount of money on Peacock. So um, all of that money probably worthwhile just to get the Swifties on board. Um, by the way, Arthur Smith was officially let go um, per Adam Schefter uh, about five uh, five seconds after midnight, um, which makes him uh, basically Cinderella. Um, who is the next Falcons head coach? Let's just kick this off. Brad, who's your money on? I'm going to say this. Dark horse candidate for Bill Belichick. I think there is some serious uh, yeah. possibility there. Who would his quarterback be? Like James G, keep it simple. Let it let it, let him just throw it to a bunch of uh you know good receivers and and weapons. I think he'll go that. But also they're they're picking eighth now. Yeah, they're in they're squarely in the QB three range because if you look at the draft order now, um, Giants at five is one of their potential wrench. But after the top three, you know, uh, Bears, Patriots, and and Commanders, you then have Cardinals no, Chargers no, Titans probably no, um, and then Atlanta. So, so I think that they also could just draft someone, you know, Jaden Daniels, eighth overall, go to Atlanta, done. Yeah. I mean, there could be four quarterbacks in the top eight. Arjun, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I, I like Belichick also, and it, it does seem like they're going to do the whole mutually parting of the ways. At this point, like, I wouldn't trade picks for Belichick. I would, you know, and I'm not too keen on him as a GM. I still think he's one of the best uh, defensive minds in the game right now. So I, I could see that I could see him going there. And um, I mean, Falcons do have some pretty pretty solid defensive pieces for him to run whatever scheme he wants to. Uh, but other than that, honestly, it's a pretty open book. Like, I think I, I don't think I don't know how much Arthur Blank would shell up for a top tier guy like Jim Harbaugh. I don't think Jim Harbaugh would want to go, you know, you know, with Desmond Ritter or whatnot. Yeah, I think there's more attractive 
openings for guys like Ben Johnson out there. So, yeah, I think honestly, like it's not a great look for Atlanta, especially since they don't have the QB position figured out and they're not picking high enough to get one of the top tier prospects. So I think they'll probably settle for like a tier two candidate. And I, I really don't know what that looks like right now, because I think there could be some new coaches on the market tomorrow. I don't think it'll be Belichick only because he would want full control over everything. Right. And apparently they're keeping font now. Um, but I think that, uh, you know, but Ben Johnson, Bobby Sloick. Now there might be a little hesitation because Arthur Smith was quote unquote, a, you know, offensive coordinator candidate, you know, I didn't have head coaching, um, experience, but I, it feels to me like Harbaugh and the chargers is, is in the offing. It just feels right. Uh, Justin Herbert, so perfectly his type of quarterback. I think he said that in the past um, and gets to go back to California. Like it's a, it's a good situation. Um, so I'm going to go with, uh, I'll say Ben Johnson. And the reason I'll say Ben Johnson is I think that he'll interview a little bit better than some of the other candidates and uh, it makes sense for that offense. I mean, Arthur Smith is getting fired in large part because the dude couldn't use two top eight picks. <laughs> uh, and uh, I think Ben Johnson will be able to do that. So that's my uh, that's my guess. Um, okay. Uh, I don't know if there's anything that we need to do besides get into the playoffs. These are some great matchups. Um, we will, of course, guess all the lines, talk about these games probably a little bit more um, in detail here. Uh, fellas, is there anything else you need to cover before we get into it? I mean... No, I'm just, you know, nothing to need to cover per se. Uh, but okay. it was, you, it was a wild got? day of... What do you got? What do you got? You uh, up. You know, I was going to rant and rave and whatnot. I got my I got my Cabernet here just in case. Oh, are you, are you saying, Brad, are you saying, Brad, that you would like to speak about the team picking 1-1 overall? Is that is that what you're hinting at? Yeah, you know, I mean, we could do that for a hot sec if, if we wanted to. Yeah, I mean, you know, the team picking 1-1. Like, if you watch the game tonight and don't think they should take Caleb Williams or Drake May, like, you don't know football in any way, shape, or form. And that's okay. That's cool. Like, that's, you know, that's your prerogative. You just, you don't. Um, anyway, so that's that's all I got. <laughs> I love the prerogative, the use of the word prerogative. My prerogative, underrated Britney song. Um, Brad, what would you put the odds currently? Not, I think today was a big game for anyone that was hoping they would actually take a quarterback number one because Fields did not look great, right? Oh, massive. Um, yeah, massive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like the, the Chicago Bears fans are pretty silent right now on the Fields front. Correct. Correct. Uh, yeah, well, the, the amount of profile pictures quietly changing in the night, <laughs> sweeping in the night. It, it's, it's a sky-high number. Uh yeah, uh, we said minus 150 on a show the other day, which, by the way, Bet Online, which I think is an offshore mm -hmm. book, is the only one that's actually laid a number, and it was minus 150. It's now minus 200. It was pregame, actually. Postgame, it might be minus 10,000 for all it, we know. It's so. back to minus 150, actually. Wow. I would bet that. I would bet that immediately. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. For all 25, yeah. for all 25 yeah, yeah. dollars to let you bet it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, uh, yeah, I've got to think at this point, I mean, it needed to be a large favorite beforehand because if Everflus and Pace stay, I mean, if Pace stays, there's no reason. You keep Fields and he has one bad year, paying him $40 million a year, and you're done. So you draft a, a rookie, and um, it, it buys you some time. So just from a preservation standpoint, it makes more sense. From a football standpoint, I mean, Arjun, there's no – can you even concoct a single data-driven argument for, for keeping Fields over drafting – either May or Williams. 
Um, I mean, if if the goal is to stay in mediocrity as long as possible, then yeah, I can definitely craft something like that. But <laughs> no, I, I can't. I mean, I, I think it's obviously QB evaluation from college to pros is tough, but you're three years in now. And um, I, if you're still having conversations about whether he's the guy, he's most likely not the guy. I think that's the easiest way to put it. So yeah, they should move on from him. I don't necessarily think they have to trade him. I think it'd be best if they trade him, but um, yeah, I think it's time for a new start. Jordan Love What's was his... actually slinging it all over the yard tonight, too. Jordan Love's a dude. He was. Like, he was. Yeah. Uh, it, there's a lot of things that I think are very interesting about the Packers. One is that they were in this exact same situation last year and lost with Aaron Rodgers. But what I find most compelling about this whole story is how great all of their young receivers look. Now that they've gotten rid of Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard, <laughs> and uh, you know the the Green Bay Packer defense has not been very good, Joe Barry uh, much maligned, but that offense has some really great receivers. And I know Jets fans are really stoked on the huge game that Brees Hall had today. Uh, <laughs> and congratulations, hang a banner. Um, but uh, it's interesting that that Packers team and that offense looks like they've got a lot of really good young players, particularly at receiver, um, that they don't have in a lot of other places. So it's a good point. The other thing that that was uh, we talked about on Wednesday was how much we liked the Titans. I'm not sure we expected it to be this embarrassing for the Jags. Yeah. You know, it, it's one of the things that um, I'll credit uh, the, the forecast with uh, Eric Eager for, for discussing this topic, which is it's better to be really bad than in, stuck in mediocrity. And when I think about teams that are just in limbo, like they're not going to fire Doug Peterson. I don't think like it just doesn't feel like they're going to do it. Um, they're just in limbo. Like I, that team is not very good. Um, and they, they feel like one of those teams that's really stuck, despite the fact that they're in a really crappy conference. Um, they've got CJ Stroud, who looks to be the real thing. And so um, I don't know. Where, where did the Jags go from here? Very interesting one. I do think that we should keep an eye on not necessarily Peterson. I wonder if Balky could be the surprise Black Monday firing. Uh, he was there pre-Peterson. Peterson had to inherit him in. They kind of didn't want to change after a year. I mean, you, you took Trayvon Walker first overall. Aiden Hutchinson, of course, had two sacks today and hit his over 10.75 in week 18 because obviously that happened. But um, but uh, yeah, Michigan man. But no, but but all jokes aside. So you screw that up. You take Devin Lloyd also in the first, who is in you know below average off ball linebacker this year. Your second round pick is your TE three, who had I think it was the lowest yards per route run for a top one hundred draft pick tight end of all time. Uh, shout out, hang the banner. Uh, and then your third round pick is Tank Bigsby, who literally plays five snaps a game. Yeah. Uh, so like maybe Peterson stays because he did obviously get a lot of Lawrence last year. Um, but Balky, uh, I mean, has done nothing. And then the Ridley de decision is very fascinating. That's the other topic I wanted to get to. Yeah, I mean, fire press Taylor to Jupiter uh, and just like, just do like, just like, come on, like, can we be serious? Like one time. The the second and 10 draw and then the second and seven run both for zero or like negative yards in the third quarter, trailing by 15, trailing by 15. Like I. I'm just like, I couldn't understand it. Like, yeah, right. I get Lawrence is hurt and all that, but it's just like, let's have, let's be serious. Right. <laughs> and it's not like they were, yeah. it's not like they were running the ball. Well, like they were averaging like three yards a pop. It was one of the most embarrassing things I've ever seen. It wasn't like, 
you know, the Niners or the, the Lions in a situation where like, yeah, we've just been running it down their throat. So we're going to, you know, we're going to run on second and seven because we can up, you know, or whatever. They're down 15. It was it was really bad. Um, I agree with both those moves. Um, let's talk, I guess, briefly. Well, actually, we'll get to the Dolphins and the Bills here in a second. Anything else for the teams that haven't made it to the postseason that you guys thought was notable today? I'm curious, you guys, give me just one surprise, just like out of left field, either hiring or firing that you think could happen. That's a good question. Um, I've got I've got one that would be way out of left field for you. Uh, Pete Carroll. Ooh, OK. I don't hate that way. I mean, you asked for one way out of left field. Yeah, they should have made the playoffs. Um, they did not. Uh I don't know where that team is is going. I don't know if Chino's the answer there. Um, so yeah, that would be my my way out of left field. I don't know if there's any. I mean, I don't know if this is even. I mean, he might be favored on if any side is hanging. But I think Antonio Pierce probably stays on as Raiders head coach. Um, you know, like I'm not. You know, I don't really know how much of an X's and O's guy he is. It, it does seem like he's revitalized the locker room, which, like, you know, I think culture and, and stuff does matter. Um, and I, I don't think you can go away from that for a second time after seeing what Rich Basaccia did. And then Pierce is five and four, beating some solid teams. I mean, he went into Kansas City as what, 10 point dogs and one outright. Mm-hmm. Like, those are things I think you have to value, you, you know. And I, I think I'm not saying, you know, as a Chargers fan, I, I kind of want him back because, you know, I, in some shape or form, like they could upgrade over him, but I, I think he's kind of deserves to be back. And um, so I don't know if that's a long shot one, but that's when I predicting. It's a good one. What do you got, Brad? I'll just real quick throw in too. He coached Jane Daniels at Arizona state and Ar- Jane Daniels was mm-hmm. in the locker room tonight to celebrate with Antonio Pierce, which is wow. like a cool <laughs> B like eyeball emoji, eyeball emoji, eyeball emoji. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Good question for like a sleeper. Eh, I'll go with bulky as, as I want to turn out. I, there really isn't, I think, a lot left on the table because a lot of teams just got out ahead of it. And then we've talked about it already, but Mike McCarthy, I think Mike McCarthy needs to win in the first yeah. round. Otherwise, I think he gets fired. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the uh, I'm excited to get in these games. They're, they're going to be great. Um, the, I have one more for you, which would be it's not a firing, but the Titans trading both Derrick Henry and Mike Vrabel, um, I think would be very interesting. So if there's a team out, I think Mike Vrabel, very good coach, someone that is seen as a guy that can kind of rehabilitate a culture. And so it wouldn't, that would not be a surprise. I'm going to see, I actually think the Falcons are an interesting one there <laughs> um, because it seems like they need that kind yeah. of a cultural leader. Just throw um, Tannehill so in there as well, then. <laughs> throw, well. throw Tannehill in there. Um but uh, but yeah, that, that would be an interesting one to look for. Okay, let's uh, let's get into it. It is the wild card round. We have some great games. We have two on Saturday, uh, three on Sunday, and then I don't know what Disney did to deserve uh, to deserve this. They've done some unspeakable things in the past, but uh, k- getting this game, Philly Tampa Bay, of all the games to to get was not not great for them. Um, so we'll start with Cleveland going to Houston. Joe Flacco. And CJ Stroud, Brad, would you make this? I had to pick him. I went. Uh, I went Browns minus one and a half. I have the Houston Texans by one. 
Uh, let's see here. Um, start out, obviously. Uh, this is what great podcasting is all about. Uh, it is, wow, Houston getting two and a half. Sheesh. One final Wong for the, to close out the year might have to happen. <laughs> so I'll start here because um, I, I went back and forth on this one. I actually I did think that the market would would favor the Browns, and I think that's ridiculous. Um, here's why I think that's ridiculous. Uh, first off, it's Joe Flacco, but second off, I think the at home I get it. This is going to be played. There's not a bigger difference between playing in Cleveland on the lake and Houston in a dome. Like this is a massive, massive difference. What this does to help Houston's offense, I think, is is really, really, really important. Um, and uh, it's a better it's the better quarterback. So give me the better quarterback getting points. I'll tease it. I'll also take it um, money line. Um, love Houston here. Go ahead, Arjun. You have any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna tease it. Also, like I do think Cleveland should be favored, and you know, as much as we praise our guy Bobby Slowick, like I, I don't, I think he's been a little bit. I think he's held Stroud back a little bit, honestly. Like, I, I he, I think he runs the ball too much on early downs. You can't really live in third and long against this Browns defense. Um, and without Tank Dell and to an extent Robert Woods, like. I mean, Denzel Ward can shut down Nico Collins. Like, and Greg Newsom can hold his own when Nico goes into the slot. Like, there are, I think, matchup advantages for the Browns defense. And then last time these two teams played, like, yeah, Davis Mills was the, and K I mean, Case Keenum started the game. So, and then, but Browns still hung like 36 on the Texans. And I, I do worry a lot about that Texans defense. I think, like, now that the Browns basically got a week of rest for some of their, uh, for some of their star players. I mean, Amari Cooper won for 265 yards, and that was when I think Derek Stingley was still healthy. So I think I worry a little bit about that, but I, I still have faith that Strad will keep it within one score. So, yeah, I like it as a teaser. Willie Anderson, pretty banged up. It's it's a very good point. They they are banged up. Yeah, they are, and Grenard hasn't played for a while, but I think they'll go. Um, I did remember this just this factoid that it was talked about on the broadcast, and I'm now looking at our data, and it backs it up, that Stroud – Verzone and man has pretty massive splits. He does have the 26th passing grade against man coverage with a limit to 50 attempts against uh, man coverage for us. And I'm guessing for zone, it's probably one of the highest in the entire national football league. So I know the Browns do play a lot of man coverage. That is interesting, but I'm still with you guys. Like, yeah, I mean, you're getting the better quarterback. Plus, you know, I'll, I'll tease it. I'm not going to take it outright like you. I'm a coward, but I'll tease it. <laughs> The yeah, I think the other thing with that, um, going into the Colts game, there was a lot of talk about how Stroud, his most efficient coverage he went against was cover three. Like that's the one he shredded the most, and that's why he had a lot of success against the Colts. Jim Schwartz literally plays cover one and cover three and rushes four guys. So like Brown's defense does kind of play into Stroud's strengths. If you believe that much in Stroud and you believe in that offense line to hold up, I do think you know Houston is the right side here. But again, I, I don't know how many times Bobby Sloak is going to run it into a brick wall in first and second down. So can't really don't really have a ton of faith in Stroud to bail him out that often. Yeah, the Cleveland defense is different on the road than they are at home. Uh, Miami and Kansas City on Peacock. Get your uh, QR codes ready. 
Brad, would you make this? I had Chiefs minus three. Same. Yep, I figured we would all be in the same spot here. I have Chiefs by three. They played in Germany, of course. The Chiefs won. Um, they scored the same amount of offensive points, but the Chiefs had a defensive touchdown. It is three and a half. Are we expecting uh, Waddle back in this game? I think Waddle plays in this one. The fact he was questionable for, for week 18, I think, is a good sign. They've said the whole all along it's kind of playoffs is the target. Mm-hmm. Just now you have maybe no Andrew Van Ginkle, too. So you're down your top three edge rushers at this point. Um, Tyreek was kind of in and out. I mean, he'll be fine. He'll play against his former team. But, you know, um, getting banged up uh, throughout this game. Tua was Tua. Well, I'll let Arjun dive into that a little bit further. Um <laughs> Gonna have to, I mean, we talked about this Chiefs team. I know they beat them, you know, what in Germany by what was it a field goal? Um, and I know Miami is banged up, but I don't know, I'll stay away. I mean, it's like it's the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> I don't know, like, oh, I, Brad, you didn't mention one thing the weather in this game is gonna be fucking awful, it's yeah. gonna be yeah. zero degrees. Yeah, so apologize for my French, but it's gonna be zero degrees and. You know, that, that kind of favors, I think, teams that probably can run the ball. I do worry that Tua's arm is not going to be able to get passes, you know, ha- generate enough velocity to get it through the air. I mean, Chiefs are the Dolphins offense ranks top five in both rushing EPA and rushing success rate. The Chiefs run defense ranks 28th and they're uh, 17th in rushing success rate allowed on defense. So, you know, a below average rushing defense. And I, I think Miami can take advantage of it, especially if Mostert comes back. Or with or without him, I and mean, more more touches for HN is never never hurts. But I don't know. I kind of like the Dolphins in this one. You know, Chiefs haven't have not looked good in a while. Um, and while Patrick Mahomes is much better quarterback than Tua, I don't really have a lot of faith in that offense right now. And I think uh, I, the only thing that would worry me is the Dolphins' injuries on defense. Dolphins are just so banged up, man. Um, Tyreek Hill was awful today. Yeah, like I. <laughs> Worst game I've seen him play. Um, he had two drops, one at, or at least two that I saw. Um, one ended up getting nullified by penalty, so it kind of ultimately worked out. But it was really bad. Two was, I mean, the, the game-ending interception was a disaster. Um, I want very badly. It, like, if the Dolphins were a talented team, as talented as they are currently, but, like, maybe didn't have some of the unique components like Tua being Tua. I would definitely take uh, the Dolphins. It worries me, certainly. Um, going into into Arrowhead is a is a whole different thing. I'm going to lay off. I'm trying to talk myself into it. You can tell. Uh, if you take Miami plus three and a half, I think it makes sense. Um, curious what the total is in this game. You guys see it? I'm seeing 40, 43 and a half seems to be consensus. Yeah, I might rip the under there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, the, the health of the receiving core for Miami, the cold weather, um, both concern me. I, the defense for Miami, I think, should have given up a lot more points today. They did not. But, um, yeah, I think I think that the Bills are a better team there. Um, this is going to be interesting. I mean – this is as vulnerable as Kansas City has ever been. Obviously, they play at home here, so they get a little bit of a, um, you know, a break there. Still getting one home game, but uh, it'll be on the road from then on, most likely. All right, 
Uh, Pittsburgh and Buffalo. Bills minus 13. Whoa. <laughs> I, want Bills, I want Bills minus 11 and a half. <laughs> uh, I went Bills by 11. Let's see what it is here. Oh, my God. I'm betting this right now. I'm seeing it. Yeah, I'm seeing nine, nine and a half. Nine. Yeah. 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 That's being placed. <laughs> I mean, look, I get the Tomlin thing, but this is Mason <laughs> Rudolph in the playoffs on the road. Right? This is Mason right. Rudolph at Buffalo. TJ Watt is not going to play in this game. Like, let's be serious for a second. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think it's a 30 point game. Is is this because of the Josh Allen interceptions? So probably people on uh, let me just let me just say something here for a second. Okay. I, I love people on Twitter. You know, you Twitter is an amazing X, whatever you want to call it, is one of the greatest products out there. It allows people to speak their mind. What is really funny is sometimes there are these kind of momentum moves where people see one thing that's funny and they just insist on like piling on. Josh Allen's second interception. It was better that he threw an interception than an incomplete pass. People like ranting and raving, like Josh Allen, LOL, LMAO, like <laughs> Brother, the the receiver he threw to tripped. He threw an interception on fourth and two. It actually gained them EPA over an incompletion. Mm -hmm. Like legitimately was, was 15, 20 yards of field position. Now I know that the Dolphins went down and scored. But I think the narrative on Josh Allen is still incorrect. And I actually think this game helps it. Uh, in the in the other direction, right? It's people look at it and they go, oh yeah, the stats stink. Um now even though he was even he though was, he was sublime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he he was yeah, exactly. Um now the digs throw was the one that really, you know, yeah. made me want to lose my mind. Um yeah. that that you gotta hit that. Um another one that was similar to that actually was Lawrence to, to Ridley today. I mean it, it, you just you have to hit those throws. Mm -hmm. Um but uh yeah I, I'm absolutely with you. I mean are you kidding me? Mason, it's Mason Rudolph. It's Mason Rudolph. Oh like, my gosh! In Buffalo, the what's if the Kansas City weather is bad? What's the Buffalo weather going to be? Oh, a disaster! And, it's and also like, yeah. I'm looking at it right now. Actually, it's it look. I mean, looking like sub 30s, 20 plus mile mile per hour winds. Could be some rain, but it seems like the rain is Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday is just wind. Look, they're going to give Najee Harris 27 carries, minimum. Minimum. I mean, yeah, Bill's Bill's run defense was either stop him at the line of scrimmage or give up 10 yards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. that's true. But it's Najee, so the former. That's true. Um, <laughs> I mean, is this this is sort of a Tomlin bump? It's got to be to keep it under 10. Yeah, it, it's got to be. It's got to be. I don't see how this is under 10 points. I really don't. Because McDermott, to his credit, has been, you know, with his patchwork defense, really making things work. I know Von Miller's probably mostly, you know, cooked at this point, but they basically held him out. I'm sure you unleash him for the playoffs and, and see what you can get there, kind of the inverse of last year. Um, but the, the thing to me is, like, for this Steelers team, and against Spencer Brown, who's probably the worst player on the offense for the Bills, no T.J. Watt is, like, a w legit over a point for me. Like, I, it, it's no, a no T.J. Watt's a big deal. It's gigantic. Big, big deal. And it's gigantic. And the weak link on the low line is the right tackle. And that's where – that's the only place T.J. Watt stands. So, yeah. I, you know, someone in the comments here was saying, you know, they could see Buffalo losing this. And I do think Buffalo, for as good as they've been in terms of winning games, has not done so in the prettiest fashion. Um, 
But I thought tonight their offense, to me, moved the ball better than the number of points they scored. Uh, and there's just no kind of if fans or buts about it. So I'm actually excited to bet on Buffalo here. I see, I, I do see that that the the point, but um, could have easily been a, a much much bigger game against Miami. And they played in Miami against uh, you know against Tyreek Hill and, and held them to 14 points. Like say what you want to say about Tua. Uh, Green Bay, Dallas. What an absolute treat of a game. Um, so uh, McCarthy, obviously at home, basically, as you said, Brad, coaching for his job because um, you lose in this spot clearly as a favorite. Uh, Brad, I'm very curious what you made this. Yeah, against his old team, too. It's a good narrative game, just like the uh, the other NFC one. I had the I had Dallas length six and a half. I couldn't get to a full touchdown. I went, uh, I did get to a touchdown, so I made it minus seven. Yeah, I've Dallas by six and a half. I could not get to the full touchdown either. Um, partially because of uh, Matt LaFleur. It is seven at FanDuel, seven and a half at DraftKings. We'll call it seven and a half because that looks to be the most frequent one. Um, here's a, here's a question Is the better quarterback getting points here? <laughs> <laughs> I will not go that far. I will not let you get too excited about Jordan Love in his first his first playoff game. Uh, I very much do want to bet Green Bay here. I, I do not believe the better quarterback is getting points. This Dallas might score 50 in this game. This is the this is the problem. Um, no one is stopping uh, Dallas from scoring in my opinion. Sedarian's gonna have 200 yards. Like, like we're gonna have like a 12, 200, two line from Sedarian. Uh, yeah. So love the thing too is, I mean, he was great tonight. They, and and like, I mean, on first review, we literally had the Bears getting three pressures. And I don't mean like three snaps. Like we had th- like we had three Bears players generate one pressure on first review. I know that th- that can change uh, when you look at the all 22. But if you watch the game, the, he was in a clean pocket the entire time and. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen against Michael Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, etc. So, and that is his issue still right now. Like he is a different quarterback, and I know it sounds like most quarterbacks are, but I think he's one of the starkest examples in the NFL right now. He's elite when he's clean, and he's a problem when he's not. So, um, I think that's the biggest thing for me here. And then, yeah, the, the Packers defense is just not going to stop. Like I don't like the Rashawn Gary Terrence Steele matchup, but they'll scheme around it. They'll find a way. Daff get the ball out quickly. Um, I'm going to use this as my other teaser leg and just tease Dallas down to one and a half. I like that. Take yeah, it with I'm bored with that as well. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a rough matchup. And I'm a big fan of LaFleur, and I do think he will – I do think it will be clear in this game that LaFleur is the better, co- uh, better coach. Um, but it's a, it's a tough matchup for him. And, and in Jordan Love's first playoff game, after, I mean, they're going to be – he's going to be hearing about how great he is the entire week too. Um, I mean, Packer fans are in absolute adulation right now. The, the amount of uh, chocolate stouts being drank tonight is plentiful. A lot of, lot of stock is skyrocketing. Yeah, a lot of spotted cow being down uh, today. Um, yeah, I, I mean, Jair is back. But they're not going to – I mean, CD's going to be in the slot the entire time. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a very tough matchup. I don't like, the um, tight, like, I don't like Ferguson matchup either. It's just – yeah. Yeah. 
That's a bad one. Uh, Non-sneaky firing, Joe Barry. Uh, L.A. and Detroit. Stafford playing a – stop me if you've heard this before <laughs> uh, today. Stafford playing a playoff game in Detroit at home slash on the road. Brad, would you make this? Yeah, I had uh, Lions minus three. Same. I did not get to a full three. I have Detroit by two and a half. Um, rested, a rested Rams team against a stupidly Lions team that got banged up today. Uh, it is three, and it is juice towards three. Um, there are some stray three and a halves out there. I think DraftKings yeah. is still yep. yeah. at three and a half, which I bet that before the pod started. Just, you know, yeah. had to, but, you know. I, I'm betting I, that right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I would take it at three and a half. I would take Rams at three and a half. I would not take either side at three. I think three is the right number here. Yeah, I, I just grabbed the three and a half. I mean, here's the thing. This is a great matchup for LA. Mm-hmm. This is ideal for them. Being able to go to Detroit versus Dallas, they have no shot against Dallas because of the trench matchup. Um, it's it, it just such a such a worse matchup for them. This is a great matchup, and by the way, this is such a all of the narratives in this game. I think actually favor Los Angeles. They've been here. They've done that. They they are going to be so much calmer in this game. Detroit is going to be so hyped up, um, but it's also a revenge game. You're telling me Stafford doesn't want to win. This is like Super Bowl number two for him. You're telling me Sean McVay doesn't want to win this game. Like there is going to be an edge, I think, to this Rams team, uh, despite the fact that they are, you know, they've been there and they've done that. Um, But I think they'll also play with with a little bit more calm. Uh, I, I think that L.A., could very much win this game. 100%. 100%. It's not a good matchup. The secondary will get picked apart. Aiden Hutchinson is the only – I mean, I mean, I guess Lee Menil came back, but the interior for LA has been good. And then Brad, uh, Rob Havenstein can do a little bit against Aiden Hutchinson. They'll chip a bunch and whatnot. But, yeah, the biggest thing for me is, like, I don't think Sam Laporta is playing in this game. No. Like, I, I, the, the amount of teams that did, yeah, stupid stuff today with that. So, anyway, yeah, I don't think he plays. And, like – I know we Cleef Raymond actually looked even worse than San than San Laporta. Yeah. So, like, Amon Ra is kind of by himself at that point. Um, and honestly, we talk a lot about McVeigh. McVeigh honestly has been incredible. Raheem Morris has been pretty darn good on that yes. defensive side of the ball too. Uh, so yeah, I, I like we like the Rams. Here a lot. They've they've played incredibly well. Um, I mean, <laughs> we talked about it on the pod on Wednesday, Brad. <laughs> Justin Jefferson was his his. You could have doubled his over. 12 for 192 in this game. I mean, it's, you know, it's It's casual too. Yeah. Yeah, It's so casual. Um, Yeah. It's, I mean, in LA, I mean, you would expect Cooper cup to be, um, you know, as spry as he, as he has been this season with a week off Um, Stafford as well. And and like, I don't know. I mean, Arjun, do you see a path to, to Detroit causing havoc for Stafford in the pocket? And if not, the better quarterback is getting points. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I was going to ask that question first. The better quarterback. We're getting yeah. Stafford getting points against Jared, against Jared Goof on primetime. Um, at home. At, yeah, at home. Uh, no, I don't know. I, I think 
where where the Rams have struggled the most has been against teams that can generate pressure with four. Uh, earlier in the season, that was like the Eagles. You know, the Bengals tore the Rams' offensive lineup. Or like in week three, those are the games I feel like I've seen Stafford struggle the most. And yeah, I mean, I, I think Lions got back James Houston for the stretch run, which and then Ali McNeil, which are two big additions of McNeil, especially. Um, and I, I do think like to an extent, the Rams offense is kind of predicated on running the ball a little bit. I mean, Kyron Williams has been so efficient for them and mm -hmm. Lions have been a top five run defense by a lot of metrics. And now they get back their best run stop stopper in Ali McNeil. So I do think they'll force the Rams into some of those third and medium third and long situations. I just don't have any faith that they have the corners to uh, yeah. step up. And I mean, I, I know they got Chauncey Gardner Johnson back, which is definitely a step up from like Jerry Jacobs or whoever else is starting in the slot. But at the end of the day, like, I mean, Puka Nakua is probably a top 10 receiver at this point. Cooper Cup has that kind of playoff experience. Uh, I just it's, it's tough for me to see the Lions defense, at least pass defense, hold up against a Rams pass offense that for the most part has, has done really well against non heavy blitzing or pressure teams. Total of 52, which I'm not, I don't know an angle either way. It's just that's a big number. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. It's a high number. By the way, the under tonight. Um, shout out Judah. Yeah, uh, we all we altered it, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, Philly and Tampa Bay on Disney. On Disney, Brad, would you I had Philly laying a field goal. Same. I crossed three. I have Philly minus three and a half. Good for you. Thanks. I appreciate it. A little bit of a, I felt like today, I mean, it wasn't great for them today. Sure. It's awful. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll give them that. Oh, wow. The books did not cross three. It's two and a half. This is the nuclear missile whale play. <laughs> Wow. in the chat. Yeah, I mean, so AJ Brown knee injury, but I think he's okay. And then uh, Jalen Hurts for sure like broke the shit out of his like middle finger of his throwing hand. But look, slap some tape on that one next to the other one, figure it out. And then AJ Brown, I think he's gonna be okay. He was questionable to return. Um, yeah, I mean, this is like the most like. I think this is the last game of the career for Jason Kelsey, maybe Lane Johnson, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, like nuclear missile whale play. I'm walking right into a trap. The Buccaneers are not that good. Let's be serious. <laughs> Darius Slay comes back. Darius Slay will, will do enough against Mike Evans. Um, yeah, Baker also got dinged up today. He was limping all over the place. But that interior of the offensive line for the Bucs is going to get shredded. And it's I think bad. Baker's going to be running for his life. Um, and then, yeah, they, like the Eagles will do enough to score, you know, uh, against against this Bucks defense that's been good the last couple of weeks, but before that was horrendous. So here's yeah, nuclear here's nuclear missile whale. Go okay, ahead. So, so book it with Trent as a whale. <laughs> um, here's here's my question, okay? Because I I see it. I, I'm I'm with you. The one thing that the the Bucks do well is, is defend the run. And Jalen hurts with a broken finger. Can you take advantage? Can you throw the ball well enough? Arjun, what do you think? 
I think I think so. I think I feel like a large part of the Eagles' pass offense has kind of been predicated on explosives, and the Tampa pass defense just gives up a ton of explosives. Now they've had uh, they've missed Carlton Davis for a majority or not a majority, like part of the season, which factors into that. Um, but yeah, I don't I, I don't really trust the Bucks' pass rush to get home with four. Uh, I think the Eagles' O line has kind of declined a little bit in recent weeks. Um, and they've really struggled against blitzes or covers, especially cover zero all out blitzes. And Bowles isn't like a cover zero guy. Like he'll, you know, he'll send his own blitz or like a five man man blitz. Um, but I, I think like I'll ask this question right now, like is do the Eagles have the coaching advantage in this game? Relax. <laughs> oh, wow. I will say the, the offensive and defensive coordinators it's it's close. It's very very like close. Uh, like okay, Sirianni, yeah, he definitely has the edge in like game management stuff, but like I mean Matt Patricia is I mean we don't like do we we don't need really need to talk about him, but like the Bucks defense like I know the Bucks defense has been bad, but like it's is it is it worse than Matt Patricia? No, I would say advantage bowls in that matchup and Canales is a good OC, but yeah. like overall just like the game management stuff the game planning coming into the – I mean, no, I mean, I guess – all right. I guess it wasn't the biggest I, troll question of all time. Now, now, I, that I, now that I let it simmer. I don't think I can – I know that I'm the furthest out on three and a half. Um, I think in hindsight, I, I wrote these on the airplane. I probably would have made this three. I, I can't do it. I just can't do it. I am – here's the thing. I, I feel like I want to avoid the trap of – Basically, the, the trap of exactly what you said, Brad, which is, hey, it's all these guys' last games. Well, it's been all these guys' last season for the past however many games, and they've played yeah. terrible. Um, True. They, have not, they just have not been very good. Um, yeah. I, and I worry, I worry about the Hurts thing because, you know, they, they haven't really been willing to run him a ton. If his finger really is messed up, um, you know, and he throws a pick or two, I'm staying away. I'm staying away. Can we can we pull He's up Alex's? Box. Can we pull up Alex's comment? Because I was going to ask, even if even though Baker's hurt, is the better quarterback <laughs> getting points at home in this game? Especially if Jalen Hurts is hurt, is the better quarterback getting points? Jalen Hurts for sure. Um, no, no. Yeah, but it, it, it was a joke. Uh, and I do I, like. I mean, Baker looked awful today. Honestly, like he missed yeah. so many throws, and I think the injury affected him. So yeah, That's the answer fair. is no. But um, he was hobbling. He was hobbling. Yeah. yeah, there is no doubt about it. Yeah. That that's a that's a very very good point. Who's the most hurt quarterback? That's <laughs> the more yeah. hurt quarterback getting points in this game. <laughs> Baker was terrible league before too, wasn't he? Yeah. 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 Who's yeah. the most hurt quarterback, and are they getting points? Who's the most injured quarterback in the game is a big question. Yeah, the AJ Brown thing is a little scary, but I, I could seem like he's okay. There, the rap sheet had some tweet that was like he seems like he's all right. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I'm falling for the trap. Yeah, I'm totally diving headfirst into the trap. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm you okay absolutely are. I'm okay with it. Um, excited about this slate. Um, make a bold prediction. Cra something crazy that something crazy will happen in the wild card round. What is it? Go ahead, Arjun, if you got one. <laughs> um, 
Okay, I think uh, let's let's go let's go super. No, that's that's not gonna happen. <laughs> and now I want to know what that is. <laughs> I was gonna say Tampa Bay goes up like twenty early, and Mariota comes in and get gives Philly a like twenty sixteen Tennessee game against Kansas City off the bench, just like brings them back from the dead. But he, he came in today and immediately threw an interception. Like literally immediately. Was, that is a great shout though, Arjun. I was like, oh, Mariota's in. And before they could get the last A of his name out of their mouths, he had thrown a pick. Yeah, I think Garofalo had a, had a tweet about that also. Brad, <laughs> oh, uh, you got any bold predictions for us? Uh, I mean... I, my hot take was going to be that Houston was going to beat Kansas City, although it, the slow would be the issue because – oh, no, no, sorry. I, because the, the Kansas City def, uh, run defense is bad, and so I think his run-run pass would have worked. So that was going to be my hot take there, but obviously that didn't happen. Um, I could see – I don't know. I want to talk myself into Green Bay pulling off an upset, but I just don't see it. I, I got nothing for you. I like We all like the Rams. I'm not really that big of a dog. The Steelers just have no chance. There's just there's just no way. Like let's and then everything else is a three and a half point spread. So yeah, I, I mean for me it's it's Kansas City looks awful. And Miami ends up winning that game, but it's more like Kansas City at home just doesn't get it together. And, and for I mean they rested all their people today. Like, you know, I don't know. Was Travis Kelsey did he get to go to the Golden Globes? Like um <laughs> I'm sure he got. I'm sure he was there in name. Um, I did not watch, uh, but I would imagine that he came up in the uh, the opening monologue. Although I have no idea who actually uh, did it this year. Um, I can see that, and and I'll say this: as much as I think Buffalo is the right side of that Pittsburgh game, there's a world in which it doesn't like Mason Rudolph throws seven passes and Pittsburgh wins that game. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. that is. You know, if you could take some like crazy alt under and Pittsburgh winning by like 15, uh, you know, like that, that world does exist. Um, Pittsburgh wins like 19 six. Yeah. 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 Something like that. Yeah. yeah. The really crazy thing I'm not willing to put out there is that Mason Rudolph leads them to victory. That, that would truly be the, uh, the, be, the craziest thing out there. That'd be incredible um, content. Uh, let's, let's quickly, um, so if all of the if all of the favorites hold um then the one seeds who would the one seeds get so the ravens would end up with houston or i guess cleveland um because cleveland is favored in that game um so baltimore would get cleveland and then uh the san francisco 49ers um would get philly yeah. Both pretty good for both of those squads. True. Um, all right. Well, that is our podcast. Um, I guess, do, do we want to do anything uh, draft-related? Real quick, top three picks. Brad. Wait, also, real quick, now I need Joe Flacco going to Baltimore because he just threw that out there. We can't just gloss over that fact. <laughs> Joe Flacco uh, back in Baltimore? That would yeah, be we need that game. Like, come on. What's the spread um, in that game? I think it's Baltimore by four and a half, five. Eh, I'll go five and a half. Yeah. No, four and a half, four and a half, four and a half. Yeah. 
It's not, it's not, it's between three and six. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Between three and six for sure. What's Caleb Williams, Drake May, Marvin Harrison Jr. Going fat too, Arjun? Um, no, I would go Drake May one, Caleb two, and then I'd go uh, Jaden Daniels to the Pats at three. Oh, wow. Why Drake May over Caleb? Um, yeah, uh, well, I think Drake May is better first off. And I think like there will be a shift as, you know, more interviews and, you know, just like how Stroud dropped because of S2. I, I feel like just because of the stuff that people say about Williams, just mm-hmm. tank will, or his stock will tank a little bit. And then um, I don't really know if Getsy's going to stay in, in Chicago, but uh, God, no. Sorry. if say they hire like <laughs> another Shanahan guy, I, I feel like. You know the Shanahan guys want someone who can just operate in structure, and I think May is better than. How about Romo not knowing how to pronounce Luke Getzey's name? Also, shout out Luke Getzey's agent because Romo was talking about how good he was the whole game. Like, <laughs> brother, they are, like brother, they haven't scored a touchdown. It's like it, they're playing Joe Barry. They have six points, and he was like, "This Getzey guy." I was like, "You maybe mixed up two people." Is, or, is he the? Was... Is he the long lost son of the great one? I don't even. Getsky? I don't know. Who he's going. Oh, <laughs> I was like, bro, what are we doing here? Um, wild, wild. You know, um, I, so is there a particular reason you think that that May is better than uh, than Williams? Um, I mean, I I think the physical attributes are obviously big. He's taller, bigger. Um, I think people like how Williams plays out of structure, but I, in my opinion, I've seen Drake May do it as good or uh, at the level that Caleb does, and I think just May operating in structure. I, I've seen him. Uh, just play at a higher level, um, and and I mean the Lincoln Riley offenses I think make it so easy for quarterbacks in college, and I think you know may had a lot more struggles to go with, especially not having a, as good of a offense to to work with. So just a lot, some of those factors. I haven't really done a lot of prep on it, honestly. It's mm-hmm. kind of just regurgitating. <laughs> I'm, no, not, it, I'm not projecting on you, Arjun. Uh, he is the player I've seen that looks the most like Justin Herbert of any quarterback that I've watched in a couple of years, for sure. Mm. So maybe that's something to do with it. I don't know. <laughs> he throws javelins is the is the main main reason. I will say, I, I mean, I've always been a big Kale Williams fan. I did not love the way he um, handled the disappointment that was the the Trojan season this year. Um. Now maybe that's just a fluke thing and, and all that stuff, but uh, I do think there is something to you know being able to overcome adversity to some extent uh, and not you know kind of wilt and, and crumble because you're going to get that in your in your first season. Um, I will go. I will say that Caleb ends up being the number one overall pick. Um, I will go Drake May too, and, and I'll say I'll say the Patriots end up taking like an offensive tackle. You're going to take like Joe Alter like. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> who's the top guard in the class? Actually, no. Who's the who's the third top guard in the yeah. class? <laughs> yeah. There's a center from some random school we don't know about. Um, or they like trade back. They do something weird. Um, I could see them trading back. Uh, Me too. That's a good shout, actually, for sure. Like, hey, we want to stockpile picks. Yeah, Vikings um, go up to third. Vikings go up to three. Yeah. Three. When Bill Belichick said that Jonathan Baldwin was just as good as Julio Jones, TBC. <laughs> yeah. People forget that. On the on the Vikings point though, I think it's interesting because uh, I don't I know we're trying to not make this super long, but Jaden Daniels like I think probably had the most total EPA of any quarterback in like college football history maybe, and you mm-hmm. know Quasi analytical guy I'm sure you know he v- values a lot of 
the analytics department stuff. And I'm sure a lot of their stuff is like EPA based or that kind of stuff. So he's probably going to show up high in the models. You know, if they really are, if they really want to move on from Kirk and just reset, I mean, Jaden Daniels is right there. And they'd probably just pull off a Trey Lance trade to make that happen. You know what mm -hmm. traits that Ryan Grigson likes, though? Because that's the key. That's the key in Minnesota. <laughs> is Andrew Luck in the class? Um, the Vikings are fascinating. I feel more and more like there's a decent chance they bring Kirk back. I think if they can't swing, I, mean, I guess the timeline messes up. Although his Achilles kind of makes it interesting because obviously you'd think that's a free agency move, but because the Achilles maybe not, I agree with Arjun. I think they are going to try to be the team that makes the jump. They're at 11, you said, Arjun? Yeah, 11. Yeah. Yeah, so like 12 to 3 was Lance. Like, yeah, I think that that range of trade or go to 4 with Arizona. Like, I do think they are probably the team to keep it. If they don't, go Kirk. Or honestly, if they do go Kirk. Like, that's also would be a crazy thing is like, we're going to sign Kirk to a one-year deal, and we're going to draft a kid and go from there. Mm. Yeah, I wonder who would be around at that pick. Like, how do, do – do, you know, are Daniels and Phoenix out in the in the top ten? Because there are some – I mean, a couple of tackles, um, at least two receivers. I think, you know, depends how things shape up on Monday. I think Adunze is really solid as well. Um so uh, I think it'll be very interesting. I mean, the tough thing with Phoenix is he's like, what, 24, 24 and a half? I'll tell you this right now. I'm going to bet his over the minute it comes out. Just let me put that out there. <laughs> you might need to bet it now, though, because uh, let's actually, let's. I'm going to ask you guys, this will be our final one. Michigan is four and a half point favorites tomorrow. Um, Arjun, we'll let you go second. Brad, <laughs> what, what do you think? It's... Like, Washington is weak up the middle, and so if Michigan just controls the game and just plays a smash-mouth football, like, I could see it. And I do like their corners. I, I just – I don't know. If Michigan gets down and J.J. needs to throw, like, I just don't think it's going to go the particularly well. greatest quarterback well. in Michigan history? Yeah. Yeah. He has, he has moxie. He's got grit. Oh, Arjun's, Arjun's pissed now. Arjun's <laughs> basically like – he's basically like, you know, like a two-attack of a Loa type guy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I'll go Washington. I'll stick my neck out. I'll go Washington. Um but uh, I can see a scenario where they just grind out a, an ugly game. But, um, yeah, I just – they can't throw with Washington's offense. Mm -hmm. I uh, I'll, uh, So, Arjun, you'll be happy about this. Maybe not. Initially, I like Washington. Um, I think this game is not interesting or compelling or enjoyable. We got great games in the semifinal. I think this one's a blowout. Um, I think this is a good example of why – conference play in different conferences is so you know important um I, texas good team not a great team i think michigan handled a pretty darn good team and i think they just run over washington so i like michigan uh minus four and a half yeah no appreciate the insights uh honestly i i can't really talk about this game because of uh you know just stuff I'm, I'm i do outside of pff uh but yeah i'm excited for it i think it'll be interesting and uh i, I do think whatever quarterback wins will probably improve their stock and you know jj's gonna move to like what 27 and one with the nat natty under his belt i mean i know i know i said what i predicted the top three would be if i if i was the bears i'd be taking jj winner at number one overall <laughs> an unbiased take Brad, you have something to look forward to. The greatest quarterback in Michigan, University of Michigan history is going to be playing for you.
I think him and Harbaugh together, package deal, one-one, uh, and Harbaugh head coach, lock it in. I mean, you're telling me that this is actually. I'm glad you mentioned that. This is that's a real thing. You're oh, telling sure. me that Harbaugh because Harbaugh is getting personnel control. Yeah, anywhere he goes, that's you're going to have a hard time. To, he said he's the best quarterback in Michigan history. He's taken including him. himself. Did he include himself in that, or was he removed from the? He's taken him. That's Tom that's Brady. Amazing. Brian Greasy. Uh, yeah. What, no, I mean, what I. Pick, what pick what? do uh, the Raiders have? They're probably now like 14, 14 ish. Yeah. yeah. Harbaugh to the Raiders takes McCarthy. Harbaugh to Argent's Chargers. Actually, it'd be great for Argent's because it gets a seamless Harbaugh transition. Yeah, or actually, I see 13 for Las Vegas now. He's taking he's McCarthy. All right. You heard it here first. Um, Michigan rolls. Harbaugh takes McCarthy 1 1. Bears superpower for the next 20 years. Brad's very happy. That was our show. Thank you so much for hanging out late into the evening. We'll be back on Wednesday night with Judah to talk about these divisional games. It'll be a lot of fun. We love you all. Peace.